recorded during the plague year of 2020. This is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we go over one minute of uh, Robert Wise's all too timely 1971 techno thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Rick Bowler, managing partner for Capital CFO Partners, a strategic executive advisory firm and board member of Texetra, the Texas Electric Transportation Resources Alliance. And Jim, I thought that after we found out that this wasn't a virus, you were just going to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? Yeah, it's just, I mean, gosh, this isn't even, yeah, how, what does this got to do with anything? Um, but <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a people episode in this one. We're just looking at, you know, we're looking in people's eyes and noses and, Gosh, all that all that heavy heavy acting and heavy lifting by a by a veteran uh, Western star George Mitchell there, and uh, and one of his final performances, he uh, unfortunately passed about uh, a little bit over uh, nine months after this uh, uh, this film premiered. Um, but it's a uh, if he went out, he went out on a good a good note with this uh, with this performance. And you're saying that he probably wasn't acting. Yeah, maybe he. Uh, yeah, maybe he's drawing on those, you know, method acting. Apparently, he's drawing on, uh, <laughs> drawing on his inner uh, <laughs> infirmities. Um, but yeah, he does. I mean, he does come across as a uh, as a very realistic sterno bum. Um, I uh, I'm impressed by how uh, how bad a shape he's in. Um, and I didn't even know sterno was a thing. Yeah, this yeah that that was my eleven year old me reading the Andromeda Strain. I was like, really, you can drink Sterno? That was the that was the takeaway I had from this. Is like, oh, okay, you can drink methyl alcohol and uh, apparently not not die of it. Um, yeah, it's like meth comes up no matter what century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, my uh, my mom would tell a story about my grandfather who uh, he worked on uh, he worked on the the, the construction of the uh, the Lincoln Tunnel in uh, between the connects New Jersey and New York. And uh, uh, he, he had gotten the bends and this is during prohibition. He had gotten the bends because he was a cation worker. He worked down in the, you know, he's, he worked a uh, sand hog. They call it. He, he worked down uh, under pressure uh, under the Hudson river working on, uh, working on the tunnel and uh, to get rid of the pain that he had, he would go and get a, uh, uh, basically grain alcohol that people would make in their bath, you know, bathtub gin and things like that. And uh, one time he actually, he accidentally got a hold of some wood alcohol and he went blind for almost a week uh, from drinking wood alcohol. And uh, this uh, methyl wood alcohol is what is what's in Sterno. So apparently the the cure for the Andromeda strain is to uh, drink yourself into a near, uh, near poison death. uh, Doesn't, awesome. doesn't seem like a, a great prescription to uh, to overcome uh, this alien invasion. Um, anyway, this is yeah, it's it's very it's very peculiar being able to see. I, I still don't get the um, the layout of this place of how like that. There's the, there's that large dome in the in the ceiling. You know, there's like a it's like a light. Uh, I guess it's like an operating room light that's just this big diffuse uh, valence on the ceiling. But the last time we saw them when they were, when they were first showing up, they were, um, they were coming down an elevator two two little tubes, uh, five stories down. And it doesn't look like any way that they could wind up in this room through those elevators. I don't know how they got in the room that they're in. Um, well, there's gotta be some sort of hatch off camera. 
Yeah, it's uh, obviously. It, <laughs> yeah, it's just very. Um, I, I mean, we're going to see later that there's a hatch in the central core that uh, that Doctor Hall is going to make use of, but it doesn't seem like they would be able to feed two gurneys through there. I just, it's very. Yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense. Let alone put them on a on a table, and are they only equipped to handle exactly two patients? Is that if they found anybody else at Piedmont, it's like, I'll leave them behind. We don't have enough beds. I, I don't know. Well, apparently so. I mean, they, yeah. you know, they knew that they needed two. Now I yeah. think that science would tell you, you need three. Um, Cause if you have two clocks, only have yeah. two clocks, you don't know which one has the right time. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, just I, I don't know. There's so many, there's so many questions that you just want to be able to jump into the screen and pull them aside. What is this about? Why are you doing that? Why, why doesn't, why isn't that baby in a in a bed with handrails? Why is it, you know, it's 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 just so it's so peculiar. I don't. Who changes the paper on that? Why is the paper that's recording stuff on the other side of the wall? Why why do they have you know? Why are there why are they recording data inside a contaminated room? Uh, and shouldn't they have shouldn't they have mice and bunnies in there to see if these people are still contagious. I would think that would be the next step is like, let's bring a bunny in and see if it keels over. Um, that would be useful. Yeah. But it, 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 uh, the, Dr. Dutton has, has them and he's very protective of his yeah. small rodents. And yes. I'm not sure he'd give one up for this process for this. No, yeah, I mean, maybe they just run a, run a hose with a two micron filter on it and just see if anything that these people are emanating is, uh, is that deadly. Although I can't imagine with, what this guy's emanating with, you know, drinking Sterno nonstop. Um, well, right. Cause he, well, I guess he would have killed it. Right. And so, so what do you think? So what do you think for these people who didn't do so well and, and um, expired on the surface, do you think it was just one particle or do you think it was lots of particles? <sighs> um, it must've been, I would think very little. I, I, I don't think there's, I don't, because they all, they're, they all died. Like the guy in the, uh, the the doctor in the doctor's office died, just as he he turned just as dead as the guy that was uh, that had his necktie tied up by his by his neck outside the grocery store. So I unless unless it's you know, it, it's it, it, it's replicating that quickly that it gets outside and uh, and replicates. But I I don't get I I think it just it just takes one or two things. Uh, to get in there, and uh, as we're going to be talking in the next couple of minutes, that uh, that it works very quickly. It just it it replicates rapidly in the bloodstream. Um, so it just I guess you just need a little bit to get into you. And so that's uh, that's a little scary then. Yeah, I think if you think if one particle against all the filters that we were talking about on Monday, and if your filter is ninety nine point nine 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 percent effective, you just need to have one to get to that hundred thousandth place through and then you're still toast. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to hell with HEPA. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not going to do it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just, uh, I, I'm amazed, you know, this is, this sounds like a pretty insurmountable problem and I just can't, and the, I mean, the thing that still always bothers me in this movie is that there's only four people working on this. I mean, they have, they have the likable people like Karen and Toby, but they don't seem to, they they just seem to be hanging around as you know what do you want me to do now they don't seem to they don't seem to be as proactive even though they 
they seem to know more about the equipment and how how the procedures go. Um, and well, it's likely no, that Karen and Toby are, are contractors. They've certainly been fully briefed, and it seems like everybody, after you pass the military guys on the top floor, are maybe not military people, but they're people who have been hired um, expressly for the purpose of being here for months at a time on pretty long shifts, I would say. Yeah, I mean, they're not going anywhere, so uh, they all have to come in through that bumpy road in the back of an old Plymouth Valiant and uh, and then go down, you know, and, and let, you know, not only them, but the uh, those people up in the agricultural station, I keep wondering about them. Do, how many of them know that there's a six-story... Uh, bio warfare center underneath them do they all know do, do none of them know or the guy at the front desk sure knows i mean he's probably got a he's probably got like a, a, a an uzi strapped underneath the desk but I, they also knew right then that i was not set for being a spy not even the get smart type because doing that exchange and remembering the passphrases would have completely eluded me and i would have wound up getting shot yeah, yeah, you would have said something like one twelve instead of eleven forty six, and oh, <laughs> you're obviously a Chinese spy. <clears throat> hmm. And and who has to drag away the bodies? And how do, do they have to kill everybody? You know, like, let's say going going back in time here, let's say that you do get some guy that gives you the wrong password. Do they detain him? Do they just shoot him? And if they shoot him, how many other people on the top floor do they have to eliminate because they heard the gunfire? Um, you're not you're not expecting that when you're bringing in a crop of barley. Um, yeah, well, good so, thing I guess that we didn't have that happen. Yeah, <laughs> too many questions. I mean, and the idea that oh gosh, you know, chart. Yeah, the other part of this whole thing, I I know this is not the minute, and we you know we we'd gone over that minute before, but uh, when Charlie left to pick up. Levitt at the airport everybody there knew he was going to go pick or everybody that he was dealing with the guy at the front desk the guy with the sandwich eating that was holding that was moving the fence back and forth they all you know they all waved at him goodbye charlie and then he came back with levitt now levitt is the unknown in that situation but charlie's the one that's giving all the passwords levitt's just standing there while he's doing the my watch stop there you know and and all that jazz. So it's not a test for her. She could have a gun trained in him or have kidnapped his grandson and, uh, you know, getting him to say the right message. So that whole security thing was pointless. I just, anyway, it, it's spy stuff. So we're supposed to uh, accept it and move on. But uh, yeah, this, uh, this movie's by minutes. Things just can be so annoying. But uh, stay focused. Yeah. 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 But uh, here we are watching a, watching a man in a bubble talking to a, a sterno guy and uh he did get the name jackson out of him so uh that's a that's a that's a bit of knowledge that we didn't have before um and he's anemic yeah and he, he's anemic and uh he uh but he's not being treated for that the baby is getting I think I think the baby's getting wait is he getting plasma or is the baby getting plasma somebody has plasma Somebody they has gave plasma. The baby dextrose or something. Yeah. Right? Um, there is a bottle hanging off of somebody, but I don't know who. I'm looking. Oh yeah, you know they both have it. Okay, the, yeah, the baby has dextrose, and uh, the old man has uh, has what looks like plasma at least. Um, 
so and this was the that's the other thing it's like wouldn't on on intake wouldn't you think they would do just a you know like this would have been ordered up beforehand why do they have to wait for the doctor to get there i would think that would be standard intake you're going to draw blood and do uh, uh do exams before anybody gets there so how much time do you think elapsed from these two getting onto this fancy table and um well, they they weren't they were not decontaminated, right? They went straight like we saw they them. They went in a, straight down, so they missed the yeah. entire decontamination. So, so they're they're sixteen hours behind because it they because uh, uh, Stone said at the beginning it'll take us sixteen hours to get through all the levels of decontamination before they get to level five, and they even stopped and slept. Remember, so mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't calling ahead and saying get me. Uh, you know, draw me some blood, find, you know, give me some samples of stuff. I need this and this and this. So he certainly would have been there. Yeah. Karen would have been there. Toby would have been there. And everybody else on level five, wandering around waiting for the, you know, the A team to show up. Um, yeah. And it's, it just seems like what they, they lost a day just waiting for them to finish scrubbing up. Um, another reason, by the way, that I would not have done this, this whole, um, you know, getting getting all the hair on your body burned off every time you went down is not, yeah. I'm not signing up for that. Yeah, I yeah, don't have that much to give. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, and you know, apparently getting rid of all the hair on your body except for the part on your head. You know, leave the that, that part. Apparently, yeah, apparently that's the part, the part that's sticking out in the air all the time. That's the part you don't have to worry about. Um, maybe they just have some really great shampoo. It, it's yeah, it's just all. I don't know. I, and, you know, how often does, does has Karen been down on level five for eight months because she doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want to go through all that. I'm not, not taking another suppository. I'm not drinking uh, uh whatever it is, uh, nutri- nutritious supplement 42. Um, I, yeah. I would, I would bet that their shifts are probably a couple of months, a couple of months of 12 hours on 12 hours off. But they have to Maybe. stay. You'd stay on level five, though, right? I mean, I don't think you'd. I don't I think, think you'd, so. You think you'd go up to the barley? Well, you'd go no. The barley level. No. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, because you know, you'd have to re- decontaminate again. Yeah. See, so I'm what? thinking this is like submarine duty. This is. Yeah, that's right. And and it's like if you did go up a level or two, what are you getting? You're still drinking the same gruel. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're, so, is it like? Do you think it's like pancakes on level three and then liquid everything below? So you just, you feel like I, I want to go up and I want to go up on level three and live a little or. And, well, that's, I think that's what I would have to think about on my day off. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, I mean, and you're 112 miles from the nearest uh, town. So it's not like you can go anywhere and there's no. There's no bus running out from the Barley Station, as far as I can tell. There's no cars anyway, or maybe the maybe there is a bus, but it was out, you know, dropping people off at the casino or something. That that we the time that we were there, that, that we were on the surface, the bus was gone. Um, it's all just very peculiar. I just and uh, so many questions. There's just that one big, you know, ranch house up on on the top floor, but there doesn't seem to be any kind of um barracks or anything for the people that are working for the USDA. Um, yeah, just uh, too many questions. Too many. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess back on, on the minute. So 
if you're severely anemic with this value of 21, I can tell you that even though I had given up science before um, I was done with elementary school, I did actually take organic chemistry in college. And that's what really finished the job for me. So <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if this is like really bad. Yeah, I if it's half normal, that sounds that sounds pretty pretty awful. Um, I don't I don't know hemocrit as a function of I, I'm I'm not sure how that how that's figured. I, I know that uh, hemoglobin. Uh, my mom had anemia, and they weren't measuring hemocrit. That's which I think is the size. That's the hemocrit is the size of the red cell. Hemo, hemoglobin levels are the ones that you usually look at for. Uh, anemia that uh, that would give you a value like uh, 15 would be a good number for a hemoglobin and then um, if you were low it would be like 10 or below so this is actually it's not saying that you're it, it's not saying that, at least the way I'm understanding hemocrit it's not saying that you don't have enough red blood cells it's just that they're very tiny which means that your body is making lots of new red blood cells because you don't have a lot. The number that he's missing here is hemoglobin. Um, that would be the that would be the key thing. Although this may have been the first thing out of the out of the lab. It's like, oh, here we got a value for you. But it in relationship to what? In, in relationship to your hemocrit value is you have very tiny red blood cells. But the important number would be hemoglobin, which would tell you how many uh, blood cells you are having per milliliter. Um, but in any event, it's low because of all the sterno and probably killing his liver. Yeah. Or kidneys, yeah. rather. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit of everything. And his spleen's probably working overtime. So. Um, Poor Mr. Jackson. Yeah. He's just having a rough rough day. But he lived he lived through the uh, Piedmont Massacre. Um, just, you know, you know how this movie ends. What do you see? What do you see Jackson doing in the future after... You know, after the bomb goes off, or if the bomb doesn't go off, or whatever happens, he, assuming he survives everything, what's the future for Jackson like? He's now he's been in a top secret uh, facility. He can't tell anybody about it. Um, does he go back to the empty, you know, the now ghost town of Piedmont, which I'm assuming is being boxed up into 55 gallon drums and buried in a salt mine somewhere? I, I, I you don't think they he would they would just disappear? Hmm. It well, yeah. Maybe he's. Maybe they'll give him the job of a janitor of uh, level five. I. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not past them. I can't. I can see Stone wanting to protect, you know, the the deep dark secrets, and Manchek might have some say in that too. So. Um, but but otherwise, so what? You, you send him back, and he gets to Vegas, and he has a little bit of payoff money, so he's just drinking booze instead of Sterno. And then he winds up talking, and people think he's a Looney Tunes. And yeah, yeah, the aliens out in the desert, been to a secret government facility. So yeah, he's like um, Randy Quaid in um, uh, Independence Day. So so yeah, that could be it. And what about the what about the baby? The baby just goes back into um, you know, some adoption system. I I'm sure that Karen adopts the baby. Yeah, that's names the way these movies. That's this. Name, names him Andy. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, wow. Well, yeah, let's. Uh, 
Yeah, we've we've talked we've talked a bunch about this movie, but let's let's talk a little bit more about about you, Rick. What what are you doing with uh with uh, energy and uh, electricity and and cars and things like that? I know you're involved with a a very important organization, at least here in Texas, that that's involved with all of that. Yeah, so Texetra, the Texas Electric Transportation Resources Alliance, it's a uh, group which is promoting electric transportation of all kinds in Texas um, for various reasons. And so it's a coalition of people who want electric transportation for reasons such as um, fewer tailpipe emissions, which improve air quality, um, people who only want to use domestic fuels, and electricity, by the way, is always powered by domestic fuels. Plus, there are people who are into renewables. And for those of you who are outside our state, Texas has uh, the largest wind generation in the United States, I believe now. But our electric grid is about 50% generated by natural gas, 20% for wind, and then about 10 to 15% nuclear and a little bit of coal is left over, but that's um, dwindling rapidly. But um, Texetra's mission is to get people to um, understand the value of electric cars, make sure that legislation doesn't uh, deliberately or accidentally kill it through road taxes that aren't fair. Um, or equitable, I guess, maybe a better word, and um, making sure that people in Texas know about the programs that are available to try these things out. And some of the more interesting ones are related to electric school buses. Um, And there is some pretty good awareness that maybe um, using diesel school buses is not the healthiest for kids, especially on long travel. Um, So getting them into something else, which might be propane or natural gas or preferably electric, is much better for the air quality inside the bus. And then there's a fair amount of um, uh, new technology around electric um, trucks used for drayage or moving around um, short distances where it's currently diesel. And all of that adds up to uh, make the air quality better. Um, for those of us in major cities. Yeah, being able to see the sky being orange only at sunset is a, a good goal to have. I think uh, when uh, it, it just, as, as, the, as the world becomes greener, I, I remember growing up in the, in the 60s in New Jersey and seeing smokestacks and, and cloudy skies that you know, weren't caused by, <laughs> by rain. Um, it's, uh, it's nice knowing that it's heading that way, but I think as people become more aware, a lot of people just are simply not aware about how much the world has changed, even in the past 10 years. Um, as you were saying that uh, uh, Texas has the largest uh, wind turbines, and I think in the Western Hemisphere, the largest wind turbine farm, it's roughly the size of Ohio. And uh, we're coming up uh, to the point this month as we're recording here in late 2020, uh, we'll be generating 30 gigawatts of uh, electricity just from you know the breeze. Uh, and you don't have to drill for it. You don't have to uh, uh, refine it. It just, you know, you just have to let let it let it spin. Um, I, uh, I I'm impressed impressed by it, but it, it I'm just always frankly surprised that more people don't know about that. I'm glad that that your group is helping to get that word out. Um, and hopefully, people hearing from it here uh, will will look into it a little bit more because it's it's amazing how fast the world is changing. Uh, you know, right under our feet. Um, For sure. And since the technology in electric cars is getting better and better, and there are 
very few trade-offs to be made with most of the electric cars that you can buy now, not just Tesla, but the uh, Chevy Bolt or even the um, Kias. They're long enough range for almost everyone. You plug them in at night, you don't have to worry about it. And by the way, if you charge at night, the uh, grid is really not used very heavily, and a lot of it is wind. In fact, in the spring in Texas, it's almost our grid is almost entirely um, powered by renewables when electric cars are usually charging. Yeah, it's it's an amazing world. Um, and you know, it again, it, the the future happens almost without us knowing it. Um, but yeah, look look into it. I would strongly recommend. Uh, Another thing that we, you and I both belong to a, a Tesla owners group. Uh, a lot of people have questions that we get. We get from very familiar questions about electric vehicles. You know, how long does it take to charge? How long can you go on it? And things like that. And uh, people are always wondering, but they're kind of hesitant about about finding out about electric vehicles. Um, I know there is. We are in the middle of a plague, so it's difficult to have public events. But if you know somebody with uh, with an electric vehicle and uh, they're they're quarantining and you're quarantining, go uh, check with them and find out if you can if you can try out an electric car. One of the ways that I first drove an electric car was uh, uh, someone uh, someone who had a Tesla uh, offered to let me try it for a weekend, and I tried it. And I after I did that, I couldn't get enough of it. So if if you know somebody with a Tesla, or if you see somebody with a Tesla, ask them because most of the Tesla users that I know are very enthusiastic, or actually not even Tesla owners, but any, anybody with an electric car tend to be very uh, outgoing about their vehicle. So if you ever have any questions, check with somebody with an electric car, because I'm sure they'd be happy to tell you or show you or you know let you try it yourself. They do tend to be a, uh, a group of people very enthusiastic that love to talk about their cars. And uh, you know, and you were and you were one of them <laughs> when I first met you. So uh, well, there you uh, go. Two years oh. after uh, I met you, and all the others getting their Model Threes, you uh, of course you you cut the line and just got yourself a Model S. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun, and I mean, I, I I look forward to the days when we can get back and and uh, share it with people in public. But uh, you know, until until we get this plague under under control, uh, please read about it online or you know or talk to people at a safe distance. Um, anyway, Rick, thanks again so much for being on the show this week. I know you are a, an avid listener to the show. Uh, hopefully, in your Tesla, I know we can we can come up on a, on the big screen on on a Tesla. So uh, it, well, it's been a lot of fun having you here. Thank you, Jim. You know, after you made your way through all of the uh, movies by minute celebrities, I knew you needed to have somebody that's actually watched the movie come on and, <laughs> and visit with you for a while. So I was happy to be able to do that. Oh, I'm I'm glad having a veteran viewer like yourself uh, being on the show. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, we will be back next week with a whole new uh, bunch of minutes as uh, we continue to probe the secret life of Mr. Jackson and finding out why what led him to the what led him down the sterno uh, road. Uh, but we will be back uh, next week. Uh, so this weekend, please practice uh, safe uh, plague avoidance by uh, washing your hands, uh, wearing a mask, and staying six feet apart. That's always a, a good safe that um, hopefully if everybody does this we can uh, end this plague as soon as possible uh, anyway we will see you all here uh, next week have a great weekend uh, we'll see you next week on the Andromeda Minute bye everybody very flattering we don't know much more than when we got here <laughs>